Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another installment of Innovation Crush. It's your gracious host, Chris Denson. Hey. Densonology. Hey. I never, you know, I, I, I don't do a good, good job of uh, self-promoting yeah, my social handles. Plug away, man. Densonology. D-E-N-S-O-N-ology. Ology. That's, all, that's always the hard part to spell. <laughs> um, in case you guys are tuning in for the first time ever, this show covers ideas, creativity, smart people doing inventive things, and uh, today does not stop. I'm here with uh, Bennett. Ben Chung and Charles Nguyen nice. of the Kenjas. By the way, how did I do on that? I, yeah, I was good. in the midst of it. You're a little shy. I was because I was like, I'm a, Charles Nguyen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you did um, good. You did good. Thank good. you. I and thanks for that. not saying Ken Jazz because it's definitely oh, not Ken Jazz. And, yeah. and we've been uh, announced as Ken Jazz many times. Yeah. So. Ken Jazz. I so think it's time for an album. Ken Jazz album. There's trap jazz. That's the thing. Trap so, jazz. Trap so it's not too far off. I need mm-hmm. to get into that. I just got man. you. I think this is over. New, that's, 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 it. that's it, guys. All right, peace. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess for starters, I, I like to start with a little bit of 101. Um, yeah. uh, ben, sorry, Charles. It's okay. Um, give us the 101 on who you are. Who I am? Wow, that that that's a deep question. Like, do you want to like philosophical? How deep or... do you feel? I'm, look. Well, dang. All right, let's go. Let's just go. <laughs> you have to lights the... above your head. It's yeah, right. Like... <laughs> lighting. No, um. So yeah. Uh, short story. I'm a dancer. Um. I've been doing it for about 20 years now, and uh, just like anybody else, you get into it for fun, and then um, I had no idea there was a career to be had or found in this. Um, just kept doing it throughout college uh started getting to the industry stuff when i got out of college that auditions and all that um and then i found a a, a crew called jabberwockies and um in 2003 they formed i joined them in 2007 uh we hopped on a tv show called america's best dance crew in 2008 we ended up winning that show um, from there, we toured the world, uh, performances all over. We got a show in Las Vegas. And um, yeah, did that for about almost uh, eight years with those guys. And then um, 2014, moved back to LA and uh, joined up with the Kinjas. Kinjas formed in 2010. Mike Song, Anthony Lee, they're, they're the founders of it. Um, and in uh, 2014, they wanted to turn it into um, a full-on, you know, brand company and all that. So we've been running ever since. Nice. I don't know how I did there, but no, you um, did great. Yeah, okay. That was good. good. <laughs> I have some questions. Just so yeah, you know, just yeah, so. yeah. Ask away. Kind of, kind of why we're here. Yeah, uh, Charles. <laughs> uh, it's very similar to Ben's uh, in some senses, but just way later. I think. Uh, started. I'm also a dancer. I started dancing in 2007. I uh, joined a team called, or a crew, called Poriotics. Um, same type of deal. We went on ABDC as well. Uh, we won season five. After that, uh, we traveled, traveled, toured, uh, did so a lot of music kind of like videos. Yeah. We are, yeah. But he, they're the first generation, and we're the, <laughs> we're the fifth generation. Oh, nice. All right. so it's, it's like the iPhones. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. Like actually a little better. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but the OGs are always the better ones. I think the job, like... Uh, Jabberwockies were always the people that kind of set the standard for what we could do. So we kind of followed that same path. Um, But I retired in 2015. I joined Kinjas in 2013. Uh, Me and Anthony were like best friends. Uh, We like trained together for a long time. 
And uh, yeah, at this point, I'm a choreographer. I make I make dance moves uh, to weird music. Uh, I specialize in isolations. <laughs> Okay. So we're um, team ISO. I'm yeah, we're a team ISO for sure. <laughs> Which means like you know we 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 like to do like uh, illusion type dancing, uh, like waving, popping, tutting, uh, robot speed control. But you know that's that's basically who I am. That's cool. There it is. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go to the Jabberwockies for a second. The OG part of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, at some point in most industries, there is a brand or a group or a person or whatever that sort of transcends the genre mm. right like if you take a bad example the pop into my head is a will smith mm. right parents okay, just yeah, don't understand yeah. to you know philosophical and entertainment icon right yeah. like um and just put a different face or perception on hip-hop mm. right um did you realize that at the time and and if so what did it what did it feel like man um I actually did realize it at the time. So when I first saw Jabberwockies, um, I was actually present at their very first performance ever. This is 2003. There's a showcase in San Diego called the Culture Shock, uh, Culture Shock San Diego Choreographer Showcase. And um, I was like, man, this crew is whack. I'm looking at the program. I'm looking at who are the what the lineup is like, Okay, I know all these other teams. And then I see this weird name, Jabba Walkies. I'm like, what is that? I've never heard of them. Every other crew I've heard of. So I'm like, okay, they better be good. Right. So I'm I'm sitting there and uh, they hit the stage. And um, at the time, they didn't have the whole white masking yet. They they, they wore these white uh, white caps with like a black ski mask. So they look kind of like mimes, right? White gloves and all that. I'm like, okay, they look kind of dope. And then all of a sudden they just start going and then my mind was blown from the top. And I knew at that point, uh, one, this is like one of a kind. I mean, it's not like I hadn't seen dancers with masks on before, but it was their, their, their choice of music to the style of movement, to the synchronicity and, um, I was losing my mind in the audience, man. I was like, I was just yelling at the top of my lungs, but by myself. And people were looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and, and I'm looking at everyone else. I'm like, are you guys not seeing this? This is game changing right here. And um, I just knew at that point, like, this is going to be, um, yeah, this is going to change the game for dance. And so I just kind of, I mean, you know, as a fan, um, I just wanted to one meet the guys, and I found out, you know, some of the guys were a part of Culture Shock San Diego, and some of the guys were part of some other teams. So it, it, I found out that it was kind of like this uh, all-star sort of team, but they had this anonymous thing where they didn't want to sh one show their face, reveal their identity. So I just was so super, just geeking off the whole concept of it, and um, and I, you know, I met the guys, and then you know, just from the the dance scene, we just kind of started kicking it, and then uh, we became friends. And then in 07, they're like, "Hey, why don't you get down with us?" And so that's kind of how how it all happened. But I did, I knew that they were going to be that game changing thing, and and they are to this day for sure. Yeah, no, it's interesting. You know, I think from an innovation perspective, being able to identify that and like. Mm literally in your case rock with it you know yeah. <laughs> go like ah i see something there right and i think that's the journey of most innovators right mm -hmm. um charles as far as your relationship with dance and, and i guess specifically with the jabberwockies um what was your perspective when you first encountered that group oh man um i wasn't dancing yet it was like the first season of abdc and uh 
I, I might have like just started dancing and I was uh, I saw them on TV and I was like, oh, these guys are crazy. I've never seen any movement like this. But what really captured the moment for me was when they took off their masks and they're like just some other Asian dudes on TV. And I was like, <laughs> I was like what the heck? These Surprise. are other Asian dudes doing crazy stuff on TV. And, and uh, yeah, that was that was my first experience seeing Jabberwockies. But um, yeah, ever since then, they've always transcended a lot of. Uh, a lot of dance things in uh, like mastering media, so yeah, I always looked up to them. So uh, fast forward to Ken Jazz, and uh, <laughs> yes. I was like, doing did you, jazz did you say trap that intentionally? Music. <laughs> trap, jazz, trap jazz, whatever that is. Trap tap dance. That's trap dance. dance. <laughs> trap dance. <laughs> trap dance. Let's go. Trap dance. Uh, I'll give you guys all the good stuff today. Yeah. Um, you know, you told the story about how you came into contact with the Kinjas and, you know, it kind of reached this point of decision for mm -hmm. like career wise. But like walk us through that moment, like of you being introduced here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, like I said, I've been dancing for almost 20 years now. And uh, I think, you know, there comes a point at, as um, an artist where you you kind of question your intention and uh, whether you want to keep doing the thing that you've been doing. And um, yeah, it was there was a whole lot of life that I was going through, particularly I think it was the 20, 2013 when I was kind of just going through a lot of life where I was like, I don't know if dance is for me anymore. Um, and, and, I, and I'm from L.A. and I, I just kind of miss my family back here and I just kind of wanted to just transition back. And as I moved back to L.A. Um, and I was going to and I, I went to school, I, I was a film studies major. So I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll just go back to working, you know, within film and all that. But um, I reconnected with, uh, you know, the founders of Kinjas, Mike and Anthony, but they were they were close friends of mine. I've known Mike since he was in high school, Anthony I met in college. Um, and so when I just hung out with those guys and they were just asking me, oh, what's up, dude? Like, what are you doing back here? I'm like, I'm back. And they're like, what, what does that mean? I'm like, I'm here for good. And then they're like, well, what about Jabberwockies? What about dance? I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm I think I might be done. And they're, you know, I mean, as as good friends, they were just kind of giving me my space. Be like, OK, well, just making sure you're good, man. If you need anything, we're here. And um, and just kind of through hanging out with those dudes and just kind of opening up about where I was at. Um, and I just kind of felt like I was done with this whole dance thing. But they kind of uh, just helped me. I mean, I guess just with a lot of things, you don't really know what you're really feeling until you just let yourself unpack some stuff and talk about some stuff. And I realized just with talking with them that um, maybe my love for dance wasn't what it used to be, you know, but it had um, been in a place where when I was kind of getting burnt out by it, but um, they were saying like, dude, man, you, you've inspired us in, in uh, pursuing dance. Right. And, um, and we just feel like, man, you have so much more to give still, but whatever it is and whatever it looks like to you, we, we want to support that, you know, and, um, so I just kind of like kind of eased my way back into L.A. And I, and I just kind of started taking classes again and just kind of went back into student mode instead yeah. of because I was, you know, we were doing the whole Las Vegas show and performing literally every single day. Like, you know, you can imagine how that can take a toll on you physically as well as just even inspiration wise. But just going back into student mode and just kind of being like, yeah, I just want to take classes and learn again. Um, and I kind of started to rediscover that sort of uh, love for dance. But um, what was that shift like in terms of, I mean, you go from being at the apex of the culture mm. to being a student, sure. as, you, as you said it so well. Um, I think that's an important trait to have, like kind of always remaining a student. Yeah. But, you know, what was that lesson in that experience for you? Yeah, it, 
it takes a great deal of humility, right? Um, I, I think uh, because my my life, what it was like, at you know the that time. You know the dude was in the Jabba right? The one in the back. No, it's funny, but like that. That's all. That's the thing too, where I I realized that. Um, yeah, being being kind of in sort of a spotlight or whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, yeah, the dance community. Uh, it, it's a small it's a small community. I mean, there's tons of people who are into it and things like ABDC, the the TV shows. They give it a lot of exposure. Um, but I don't know. It just it just kind of became a thing where that wasn't um, that wasn't as appealing to me anymore as much. You know, I was I wanted to. Um, just figure out who I was uh, as an individual, and something about the Kinjas that I that I saw that the most appealing thing to me about Kinjas was the brotherhood aspect of it, and and Mike and Anthony had created a crew, um, sure like all star dancers, people from all different companies and crews that kind of uh, formed Kinjas, but there was a a commonality that I saw uh, within the group was the camaraderie and um, the bonds that you know, that they built and it, it really came from something that was genuine. So um, more than wanting to be a part of another dance crew, it was more of me feeling like I'm back in L.A. and I, I would love to surround myself with this group of this, this group of people. You and know I, think I, mean? I think it's part of evolution, right? It's like you go from like wanting to do whatever the thing is to wanting to really genuinely connect with good people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Who see the world the same way. Um, and I think in, in that sense of connection, Dance is interesting because, especially in this format, because you've got a group, but you've also got individuals. And I'm curious for both of you, like, what was that personal connection to dance? And like, you know, obviously you've made it a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what was it? You know, sometimes you talk to like a hacker, be like, computers always spoke to me. You know, it's just yeah. like that's how I identified as an individual. So, what was it like for you, Charles? Just like, uh, I would say my personal connection with dance is. Um, it's it's honestly the music like just just being able to express what i can feel on the inside to any type of music uh in my perspective is is just beautiful and um it's kind of like a painting like like artists can just paint stuff out of just look at stuff and paint like i can hear anything audio wise and i can find rhythms within it and uh i can look deeper within it it's like my own matrix so i feel like that's always been um my connection to it but not only that i think it's like the camaraderie like what ben is saying and also being an instructor and being able to teach people how to move and how to understand their body and i think uh that has been like another thing that has connected me with dance so much what do you get out of teach? i find like a lot of people who you know some some say the best way to learn is to teach mm-hmm. you know what do you walk away with from those moments when you are teaching like um usually it's like Oh, I could probably have done this better, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Usually, that's like what I like the like the best. Uh, that's me leaving the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> I could have done so much better. I, I could have done a lot better. <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think it's just really that because it's kind of like um, when you when you teach somebody how to dance, right? And that session, that one hour session, is over, and then you kind of like talk to them about what they did learn and what they took from that whole session. Because at that whole time, you're just throwing information, throwing concepts, you're throwing like how to listen to things. And then you see what connects. And then uh, once you see what connects, you're like, oh, cool. Then I'll dive deeper into that. So it's like understanding them on another level. And uh, for me, it's teaching me how to do that even better. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I think teaching is a is a whole other skill. I mean, I know so many uh, amazing choreographers who can make amazing dance moves, but can't teach people how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that I've learned, especially uh, being back in LA, because I, I I wasn't well. I was I was uh, choreographing for teams and stuff like that in my early dance game, but then. Um, uh, during the years of jab walkies, I kind of didn't, I, I wasn't exercising that teaching muscle for a while. So when I got back um, and going into student mode and then taking classes, you know, from the guys in Kinjas and seeing that, um, I'm like, wow, these guys are actually really good teachers. And so just having conversations of like, how do you approach teaching? And they're like, yeah, it's a, that's a whole other skill that you have to develop too. And um, I think something that um, the biggest thing that I realize. Uh, that I appreciate when I take a class is um, the personal connection and the relatability that the instructor um, will be able to kind of identify something in me and be like, okay, I think I know, I know how to teach you either a concept or the the move like that's going to translate to right. me. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's totally a skill where like you have to know how to read your class, reading people, um, and interacting with their energy. You know, I mean, look in my in my world, you know the teaching part comes usually like in a pitch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I have a concept that I'd like to share with you. And yeah. some of this may be familiar to it, to you and some of it may not. Um, and I think that's any entrepreneurial journey. It's sure. like, we see this a certain way and we need to teach you the way we see it mm -hmm. in order for you to invest, spend your time, your money or, you know, or whatever. Um, but then, you know, that kind of like translating what you guys have done into business Right, there's 35 of you, right, yeah, and yeah. all sort of like come up in this very expressive art form, but suddenly you have a business, mm -hmm. right? Um, what are your roles in the business? Uh, yeah, yeah. Stuff? So uh, I'm I'm an owner of of Kinjas, um, and uh, so Mike and Anthony, yeah, they're the founders, and it just started out as a crew in 2010. It was just friends getting together to dance for fun. Um, in 2014 was when. Uh, they decided that they wanted to turn it into a, a you know, a brand business and all that. Um, so we partnered up um, in 2015. We actually formalized. And um, yeah, there's five owners now of Kinja's. And uh, we're, yeah, we have, we're here in our studio, the Kinja's Dojo. Um, and uh, we're expanding. We have studios in China. We have one in Chengdu. And we're actually about to open up our second one in China and Beijing actually uh, in, a, in two weeks. So we're going out to China for that. And uh, we just signed the lease to our new space in the Arts District in downtown, the Kinja's Complex, coming soon. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Look, I, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to put in perspective for the audience, too, is just, like, the expansiveness. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, where else, and put your please put your braggadocious hats on, um, <laughs> has Kinja shown up in culture, you know, uh, in, in ways that are impactful? How has Kinja shown up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I would say um, TV, man. I don't know. I guess like uh, people still watch TV, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like we we uh, we got on to America's Best Dance Crew uh, season eight, which was a show on MTV. Um, we did that in 2015, and then um, we did uh, NBC's World of Dance season one. Uh, that was in 2017. So yeah, I think through that, um, that got us a lot of like mainstream exposure. We have. Uh, we do a lot of YouTube content. We post dance videos, you know, and uh, people love watching dance, man. So people have been able to follow us on that. And um, it's it's really interesting because I, I think that's something that um, I find to be really cool is that uh, people who don't dance love dance. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody that doesn't love dance and watching it. 
So I think that's something that um, one we we use that to be our medium to kind of like have a voice. Um, and you know, as I was mentioning to you earlier, dance is just one of the things that we do. But mm-hmm. we love the idea of uh, creating a a, uh, a lifestyle to uh, a way of thinking, a way of life. Um, but yeah, through those media outlets, probably the biggest exposure we've gotten is through yeah. those things. Yeah. Um, thank you for that answer. I meant. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> kind of, I meant. Oh, okay. Like, no, no, no. Uh, as far as, like, the where else has the brand shown up, right? Like, oh, I, I know saw. you guys have your watch. Sorry, I, I, it was on me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and trust me, that was an amazing um, soliloquy you did there. So, no, but, like, I've seen the watches. you got gear. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. you choreographed for other entities. Oh, yeah. There's a Disney show happening, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm kidding, I made up the Disney part. Yeah, no, we actually, uh, no, we haven't done anything. Actually, Disney actually hit us up. Disneyland was actually hitting us up for uh, their Lunar New Year. They, they wanted... Oh. They wanted some sort of a, you know, a residency thing at Disneyland. It didn't work out. So shout out Disney, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Come back to us next uh, year. Yeah, hit us next time. <laughs> we'll no, be but more yeah, Chinese we, we have a we have a clothing line called Kinesthetic. Um, uh, we've done yeah collaborations with. Uh, you mentioned the watch. as uh, a company called Meister. They're they're friends of ours. But uh, we did a a watch collab with them. Uh, we did a really fun collaboration with After's Ice Cream, which was super random. Um, but uh, Unlikely pairing. Unlikely mm-hmm. pairing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, was, tell me about that collaboration. Yeah, it was really fun. So uh, Andy, Andy Nguyen and Scott, uh, the, they're the owners of, uh, of See, After's Ice Cream. he said it right. Nguyen. Yeah, he said it right. There you it you said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Nguyen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, was- yeah, they, they, they started their, their company, After's, I think it was in 2014. Um, and they're just all over the place they have like 26 locations but so andy and i've been friends for a long time and uh we've always been talking about doing something together and we just never really found the right opportunity but um they opened up their alhambra location uh last year or two years ago and um or was it last year i don't know anyway so they're they're like yeah we're gonna be down the street from you guys we're like hey we should do a collab and he was just like yeah let's do it what do you want to do? I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, we'll dance and um, maybe we'll make some, you know, T-shirts and an ice cream flavor. And like literally it was just that. And it was so fun because um, it was just so random. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, that's something that I love. I mean, that's why I, I totally vibe with your, your the unlikely pairings. I love the idea of bringing uh, something that seems random that has nothing to do with each other and then figuring out a connecting point. And I think, um, you know, we live in a culture where social media, you know, that whole hype beast culture where, you know, if there's a new sneaker drop, people line up around the block to experience mm-hmm. uh, or, or get this item or whatever it is. And um, and the turnout of that event was actually just that people lined up around the block. Uh, there was police helicopters circling wow. Alhambra <laughs> thinking that there was some sort of a riot or something. And then that was because we just did a, a collaboration with After's Ice Cream. It's people like Ice Cream and Dance. Exactly. <laughs> well, there, there's dance. a rule in, in improv and comedy and in, in a lot of cases business and brainstorming, which is this idea of yes and. Right? Mm. Where most people go like, there's nothing we can do. Like, that's not for us, right? Like, right. Ice cream isn't for us. Dance isn't for us. But good luck, homie, right? Like, yeah. Um, but the fact that you took the time and the care to go like, well, what could it be, right? Mm. Like, I think that's an, an important piece. Um, I want to go back to, you made a statement about, like, a lot of, what you say? A lot of people who like dance or they like dance, but they'll watch it or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. People yeah. connect uh, with it, yeah. Um, so. There's a lot of stuff out there. 
Like, yeah. how do you go about, and I'll ask you from a, chore- a choreography standpoint, mm-hmm. how do you go about creating things that cut through the clutter, right? Because I think you take any entrepreneur, there's going to be 20 other businesses in that space. Or in your case, like, li- like literally tens of thousands, yeah. you know, yeah. if not more around the world. Um, and you have to stay on top of your game, right? Like, that's, a, that's the other piece. So how do you go about, like, creating those moments and the, the, the movements or whatever else it is that, that go into it? Um, I think it goes beyond the movement because i think uh a lot of dance well not nowadays but you know, there's a lot of dance everywhere in the world and uh it's just movement to music you know there's there's no clear message it's it's pure joy but i think to transcend that is you have to have a right intention you have to have a message um a lot of people have been doing concept videos to to really kind of um make you think more about uh why we chose to do this movement to it and um, it could be any styles, but I think I like the idea of unlikely pairing, you know, and, and what would be really cool. We have like B-boys that um, and B-boys are usually not really into choreography. They're like it's kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. But um, we have some B-boys that were making uh, that did a video for um, for the pipeline issue that happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, that that video is like a prime example of how dance can transcend just like uh, the the virality or viral part of dance, you know what I mean? It's having a true intention. It's saying something with your movement because I feel like uh, when when you learn movement, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to move my body here. But as it gets deeper into it, it's like, how can I say things to you and portray things to you through movement and music together? You know, yeah. and, I, and I think that's, that's really what it is. It's finding a deeper intention in how to do it. I saw uh, A Star is Born this weekend, and there was a scene with Bradley Cooper. and uh, well, oh, yeah, All the scenes that. were with Bradley Cooper. It's kind of central to the, the whole yeah. story. But um, at, at one point, he kind of gave, gave her a warning and a piece of advice at the same time. And he said, there's a lot of talented people. There's talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you need to have something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That like that among other things stuck with me in, in the movie. But you know what else does? I'm going to read a statement because I think I know what you guys want to say. Mm. Um, <laughs> we are on a mission to innovate, entertain, and positively impact the world through movement, media, and mentality. Yeah. Um, kind of tell us a little bit more about that statement. Yeah. So I mean, like any any company having a, a mission statement is important. So that's something that. Um, you know, it took us a while to come up with that, not because we wanted to sound poetic or whatever, but we really were asking ourselves, like, why are we even doing this thing? Right. And um, and I think that was something that for me coming back uh, or coming, you know, fresh out of Vegas, doing the whole Jabberwocky thing, like I needed some sort of a real reason to um, continue on with dance. And um, we know that our outlet uh, is media sure like new media YouTube um, TV even right uh, that's something that we have that's our platform but like what are we gonna say and so when we when we thought about Kinjas and the Brotherhood and like what is it about this Brotherhood that's unique um, and and how are we going to stand out from just any other dance crew and so uh, we realized one we we have a lot of guys who teach around the world we travel we teach at these dance camps internationally. Uh, we created our own international dance camp called Arena. And so we have this platform and, um, yeah, people come and take classes to learn our dance moves. But um, I think the thing that we really try to teach is community, you know, and I think uh, the dance community is something that 
is huge to us because um, that's literally where we grew up. Uh, there is a small community that kind of like branched out of Southern California and now it's kind of global, like, but it really started out here. And the concept of the community was something that we find to be uh, just important because we, we support each other and, uh, you know, what was nurtured from such like a kind of a homegrown thing now kind of has like global visibility because of things like TV. But um, yeah, so uh, when we uh, wanted to kind of come up with our mission statement, it was something that we really felt like um, that messaging. So we have this thing called we say movement in the shadows where uh, people see like the glitz and the glamour on say TV or whatever, but they don't know what goes on behind behind the scenes. And so we always try to do things where um, we're not always pointing to ourselves where we're like, hey, look at us, you know, but uh, there's kind of like this humble sort of approach that we have towards the work that we do. Um, but at the same time, we, we create we create cool stuff with it, you know what I mean? And we try to put it out there. So, um, yeah, and then we even say respect all, fear none. That's kind of this approach where um, we're going to have respect for everybody. But uh, we also fear nothing. We're going to go for everything that we believe in and uh, we do it together and we, we support each other. And um, and yeah, then in brotherhood at all costs, kin at all costs, we just support each other. Like, you know, and that that goes from dance to literally life. You know what I mean? Like my brother needs to move. I'm going to go help him move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And, and, and that's something that we live by. So, yeah, that's kind of all encapsulated into our, our mission statement there. Uh, what are you afraid of? What am I afraid? Oh, I'm afraid of the ocean. I'm afraid of that nun movie and all the billboards. <laughs> <on my head. laughs> that, That's yeah. not fair, dude. Like that 12 nuns. I, for me, it's the American Horror Story. Like, any, oh, yeah. like I love that artwork from the from the that show. Like yeah. every time I see a billboard, I'm also I'm not watching it at all. <laughs> yeah, like I'm on that same page. <laughs> yeah, the nun looks pretty. All right, serious. the ocean and the nun. All right. yeah. <laughs> Open water it scares me. Open water. It's <laughs> weird. I don't know what's in there, man. Face your fears. It's time for you to do like I'm, uh, your, your version of I'm on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was the most surprising thing, I guess, uh, or lesson that you had and going from a crew to a business? Yeah, that one's hard, man. And we're still uh, we're still figuring things out. I mean, we're kind of a, a baby company. You know, we started in 2015 as a business. And um, there is a lot that I had experienced, um, you know, even from being in Jabberwockies where, um, you know, when you turn something that is just for fun, you know, and you want to become a business there, um, there's going to be shifts and there's going to be um, things that will naturally kind of change. And um, anytime money gets into the picture, like it, you know, you got to make decisions that are going to be good for business, right? And that may not necessarily um, be good for friendship, you know? So I think one of the things that, um, you know, when we decided to make a company out of this thing, and I we've had like so many talks, uh, Mike, Anthony, myself, about guys, I love you guys, and I don't ever want to stop loving you guys. So in order for us to preserve our friendship, we got to communicate and we got to be honest with each other. And um, to the point where sometimes it's tough, you have tough conversations, you know what I mean? And um, but that transparency and those regular check ins are so crucial. Um, and and we've had tons of hard conversations, uh, you know, even within the short three years that we've been a business. But um, I think because we value that so much in the brotherhood, like I said, that's number one. And we always say, like, 
guys, that has to be our number one from day one to day freaking 2000. You know what I mean? Like we got to keep that to be our number one thing because otherwise the magic of what we do um, will disappear. You know, and I think that's something that people say when they watch our performances and watch what we do. They're like, I can tell you guys really like each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like, yeah, we're, we're straight up brothers. And, and that chemistry, um, you, one, you can't fabricate that. Like it has to be authentic, you know? Um, but yeah, like to go from crew to business, uh, yeah, that absolute communication and, um, yeah, just integrity, right. And just working hard and supporting each other and, and, um, not being too proud to say you need help with something. Right. And then supporting each other in that way. Charles, um, along the same lines, you know, sort of taking that instructor route and choreographer route, what have you seen sort of shift you know, with the business being taken a little bit more seriously, yeah. You know, what what's that experience been like for you? Um, well, and be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't lie, Charlie. No, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I mean, from like the the choreographer aspect, you know, uh, and I don't travel as as much as um, like our other dudes. There's dudes that like travel year round, um, so I'm like always trying to work on that aspect. But I think it's uh, it's trust, you know, and I feel like going through uh, my whole dance years and being with different people and different dance teams and stuff like that, you start to realize that. A, a big part of it is trust and it's like how 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 well can i trust this crew and this team and these guys are like my brothers so i would say uh trust is a big one i'm not sure if that answers your question but i think uh that's it's a big part for me yeah but that, like in that but in that regard right did it yeah. did you feel like it, the trust got stronger cuz i would imagine uh, based on what you said mm -hmm. right it's like you it's a whole new level of honesty right? yeah. it's not like ah oh, don't do that flip anymore like yeah. it's, 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 it's like, no 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 yeah. i need to take $10,000 and do something with it right, yeah, right? right. like and trust me i'm going to do that thing so you know did you see that kind of take a an effect on you in any way? No, I, I mean, you know, I think I, I've, I've been seeing things escalate and I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to like be scared or anything, but I, I think it's really, it's really just trusting the dudes uh, with where they're at and what they choose to do. And I'm always there to give my opinion as well. And, and you know, that's something that I enjoy is that I, I do have a voice and they do like respect what I say. So, um, you know, it's, it's just trusting in that process. And then, uh, yeah. I think no, that's what it it's is. It's good because I mean, you, you think about like in what, any other realm yeah. where a company is considered a startup, you know, preserving culture is a very difficult thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I've been inside companies where like I was in, I was employee number 70. Mm -hmm. And the minute I showed up, everybody got scared. Right. Like, you know, and I'm like, I'm here to be one of the brothers in that, like, yeah, right. in that instance. And me as a new voice, I have to build that rapport and that trust. But the fact that, it still feels good to you, you know. Oh, yeah. Like there's no discomfort. Is well, there are there's like sometimes like when we get new guys in, you know. I'm not sure if we can say this, but we 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 go through a process where we <laughs> we really exper experience each other, and we we get to really vibe with each other and really see what like this guy is all about, you know. And and I feel like uh, now that I've done that with like most of the dudes in here. I can I can see who they are, and they haven't really like bullshitted or anything yeah. like that. It's it's usually very wholeheartedly honest, and that goes with all the members that are a part of it. You know, and that's why every, these guys are a part of it is that they're capable of being completely honest and a hundred percent, and just you know, cool ass dudes. So yeah, 
Um, what, obviously, we can't talk about dance without the physicality of it. Right? Uh-huh. Um, I wrote a book called about breaking the rules, um, and I was thinking about that though in quite the literal sense, where you're breaking like rules of gravity or rules of physics mm-hmm. or optical, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rules. Tell just walk us through some of the design thinking behind just the pure physicality of it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, dance is super athletic. Um, I mean, we we say that, uh, you know, we say dance is a sport, you know, I mean, I think it, it involves as much training and discipline and time as it does to be good at anything, whether it's basketball, gymnastics or martial arts, right? Um, so the physicality of dance, I mean, yeah, we we train um, like so many of the guys train in all, all styles from popping, locking house, uh, you know, b-boying, all that. And with that, um, yeah, there just involves a lot of uh, just discipline as far as um, and I, you know, everything from eating well to uh, working out on top of that, going to the gym. Um, and a lot of uh, a lot of the guys now um, have been kind of uh, developing a, um, a workout like a, a workout regimen that you can't really call it anything because it doesn't really exist, but things that are more functional for dance specific. So, um, for instance, uh, Keone, uh, Keone Madrid is one of our, our, um, our brothers and, uh, the way that he trains, he has a physical trainer that developed a, uh, a workout regimen that is specifically for the type of movement that he needs to do. So whether wow. it be flexibility, balance, um, strength training on just like one leg, uh, being able to be explosive from being on the floor to like being up on your feet. So it's not just sitting on a bench press just pushing weights it's things that like the the compound sort of movements that you would need as a dancer um so yeah a lot of that stuff um is really cool and we're gonna start implementing that stuff into uh what we do over at like the kinjas complex that's about to open up next year but um yeah i mean i think the training aspect of it is, is super important and i think um now that we're getting older we're not in our you know 20s anymore um it, it's super important to keep your body conditioned and uh, to be disciplined in that way, for sure. And just to add on to that, too, I feel like that same thing and also just uh, being up to date with everybody that's moving, uh, researching and and watching all the talented people, all the newcomers, all the OGs, and, and just really learning uh, how they have transcended their dance and yeah. how we can do that to ourselves. How can we further self-explore our movement to evolve even further if that's like taking a different class or learning more styles so i think a mentality side of it yeah, as well for yeah sure yeah no that that's um I, I, probably one of the number one people one of the number one reasons people watch a lot of the videos you know is just be like how did they do that mm. right like is and that's where the re- repeatability comes into it it's i mean i watched your solo video a couple of times just, mm. even hey. this morning i was like wait what? <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> you can't nobody's supposed to be able to do that but i, I think you you I, especially in your world you need a wow factor mm-hmm. right yeah. you just it just comes with the territory mm-hmm. um how do you pay attention to competition you mm, know competition. <laughs> yeah i mean competition it, like well one uh kinja's really is was never a competing crew uh the only times that we ever competed were on tv shows which yeah. is funny but um i mean i think there's a, a level of like healthy competition in any realm right and i think we, we like what charles was saying we watch um people that we respect and that we admire within this dance game 
And um, there's this, you know, you, you kind of be like, all right, I see you. I'm, you know, respect I'm going to try to. Respect yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's, there's respect all fear none. We, we respect the people that are are doing um, what we do and, 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 but like, you know, doing it, you know, really well. And I think there's some level of, um, it pushes us, you know what I mean? When we see people that we respect and our peers uh, just doing amazing things, it makes us want to kind of keep up and, and uh, train so that like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to, I see you do that. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to put out something that kind of, not necessarily to to outdo you, but you know, just to kind of stay up, uh, you know, on par, you know, be relevant in the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also, uh, we can't be too competitive either. Cause dance is such a small niche right. that we were just looking at all these, uh, these teams and we're like, okay, cool. Like that's really cool. We're not going to, we're not going to like, um, be, be like, Oh, we want to beat them. We just want to like show that. Oh, that's really tight, you know. And you're doing something good for the community. I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, we just want everything to be good for the community. Yeah, look, I mean, look in, in two examples in, in my world. I mean, when I ran the uh, the innovation unit for this media agency, um, we had a, a LA team, we had a, um, a Chicago team, and a New York team. Whoa. And like we would all share our little, you know, our successes. Like, oh, we just did this project for such and such. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you hear something, you're like, oh, that was a good one, yeah. right? we need to brainstorm real quick yeah um and then and even with the show it's like when people are like i'm always like i started the show you know before podcasting was the way it is now mm-hmm. and every time i'm like well what else can i do with this brand with this thing that you know from a friendly competition standpoint, you know, or somebody's like, I'm going to start a show too. I'm like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to create a movement. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. And I think, but that's it, right? Yep. You know, as far as like, how can the Kinja's name, literally as a moniker, live on beyond, you know, 30 years when you are married and living on an island somewhere or mm-hmm. yeah. whatever it is you're going to do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll be on the island. <laughs> More tea, sir? <laughs> um, uh, I had no question there, but... <laughs> the on the still I guess sticking with the competition piece. Yeah. You told me this when we met before mm-hmm. about how being a runner up on on a show actually sure. did more for you probably than winning. Yeah, um, which I thought was an interesting concept. So just kind of walk us through what you meant. By yeah, I mean Justin Timberlake didn't win Star Search, right? You know, and neither did Britney Spears, and like these are the people that. Um, some of the biggest names in pop culture, right? And I think there's something to be said about um, not quote unquote winning. And um, it develops a hunger, you know? And, and uh, I think one, it, it humbles you, right? You're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not the winner. I didn't get the, the grand prize, um, but I love this thing and I'm not gonna fail at it. And I think that's exactly, um, yeah, there was a level of that that we've experienced. Um, both of the TV shows that we were on, uh, America's Best Dance Crew and um, World of Dance, we were runners up. And uh, yeah, it, I think that's something that we knew that it wasn't going to stop us. We didn't we didn't do this thing to uh, win dance competitions. We did this thing because we love it. And um, and I think there is definitely this level of uh, we're not going to let our our, our loss uh, make us stop. And it's going to make us hungrier and it's going to push us to be creative about um, cool, we got the exposure. So now what do we do with that exposure, right? And like, for instance, with uh, ABDC after we lost, um, we w- one of the big reasons why we wanted to do the show is like, we're like, oh, okay, if we win, it's a $100,000 grand prize. We all, we've always wanted to open up a dance studio. So we lost and we're like, 
well, we still want to open up a dance studio. So how do we do that? And we're like, hey, let's crowdfund this thing, you know? So we did an Indiegogo and then we raised 127K in 30 hmm. days, which was more than the grand prize of the show. So right. we're like, I guess we actually won, right? You know, right. And, and the great thing was to, show, to see that people really showed up for us, man. And, you know, we, we put out the campaign. Um, we were the first globally crowdfunded dance studio and wow. people from all over the world were sent, like, you know, donating. And uh, for the fact that we were able to open the studio off of straight up community support, showed us like you know we're we're doing something right you guys you know and and uh and yeah so even with that um with world of dance and getting that exposure people have just been like becoming bigger fans of us um because of the fact that we lost because now we have fans that are like you guys got robbed you know mm -hmm. like screw the winners or whatever whatever we we got your back you know what i mean i think that's really great and um yeah sounds like trump fans <laughs> <laughs> screw right. hillary we got you yeah <laughs> <laughs> I always want to do like a Donald Crump video. Donald, like Donald Crump, <laughs> but I can't dance. So, yo, someone that do that, dude. <laughs> Donald Crump. Is you could really like, good. dress up like a duck, like Donald Duck. <laughs> that could be yeah. like a Crump, yeah. and then it'll be a Donald like Crump. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors. You need like a river video. and like a, a speaking duck. of a lot of factors. Thank you, Charles. Yeah. Um, you guys have your fans, you have your 35 around yeah, 35 members, members, you yeah. have your leadership, you have the communities you're touching, you have the con like the the like the visceral dance fans and then the ones that are dance from a distance. You've got a lot of stakeholders. I don't even know if you've taken like investment dollars, but you've got a lot of people to answer to. Yeah. Yeah. Um what's that melee like is that is that manageable is that daunting yeah you know um so our the communication side of it is is really hard you know as you can imagine with 35 dudes um we have like a group me messaging thing that we always try to message and you know let people know like this is stuff that's going on but um we're still figuring it out man i think that's the thing where um it's it's tough and and we don't do it perfectly but we try to do as many meetings as we can whether that's um, phone meetings, conference calls, or what have you. Um, those are the things that we always try, but like trial and error, man, you know, and, and we're still figuring it out. We don't do it perfectly, but I think uh, we take a lot of time like thinking about how we can communicate to the majority of the guys. And, and even within the 35 dudes, not everybody is like a full-time dancer, you know yeah. what I mean? So um, I would say maybe about half, a little bit, even less than half of us yeah. uh, dance full-time. So um, we just do our best to just stay informed and, and have like town hall meeting type things and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it is 2018. And so, <laughs> you know how, you know, you know, how ladies are all angry. Yeah. About <laughs> so, I mean, you yeah. said, you said yeah. brotherhood and guys and, you know, all these things. You know, is there a goal or from an inclusion perspective, you know, where do women come into play or, or oh. do they not? Uh, they, they, they do not. <laughs> oh no! Well, what I mean, we have like uh, you, you take well, this away. Yes, okay. So Kinja's, Kinja's. Uh, I mean, it started out with a bunch of dudes dancing. It was just like all the homies that were like, "Hey, let's let's put on a show." And it's mm -hmm. so, so it started out with just a bunch of guys, and you know they they called it Kinja's, like you know brotherhood, you know like mm -hmm. kin. We're the brothers and and brotherhood of ninjas, and it kind of started out just for fun, and then it just kept moving in that way. And people ask us all the time, they're like, how come there are no girls in Kinjas, ladies in Kinjas? We're like, I mean, it just kind of started that way. 
But like the 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 funny thing is, we know that it's going to evolve. Um, yeah. Maybe not necessarily females within Kinjas, but there will be a branch, and there will yeah. be uh, a branch for specifically for the females too. And we haven't started it yet. But we've had many fun conversations of like, if we were to start a female squad, who would we want to get down? And we have a roster in mind. So I think that's definitely coming very soon. We got you, ladies. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about black dancers? We have one. Shout out Phil Garvin. <laughs> Ben's kind of like a black dancer just. <laughs> ben is kind of like a black dancer. I know what that means. It's because you're uh, hip hop. That's why. Because I'm hip hop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Strange yeah, territory. Right. <laughs> this, is the, really this, weird. this is the open waters part. <laughs> you were, uh, I'm terrified. Uh, what, was the, what was the prize in the crowdfunding thing? Oh, what did you give away? Oh, we gave away. Uh, we have someone's name up on the wall. They, there, we, you know, that was one of the prize tiers. Uh, we made specific merchandise for donors uh, or people who donated. Uh, you know, for the crowdfunding class packages. To uh, we gave uh, we have our costume designer Junlin. Shout out Junlin. She made um, like uh, custom jackets. There's a lady. There it is. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So we do have we do have uh, we cancel my show. We <laughs> call them Quintanas. Quintanas are the 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 lovely females that support Kinjas that do amazing things from yes. helping us run our dance studios to Junlin, who's our costume wardrobe designer. Um, yeah, so we have yeah, shout out the the wonderful ladies behind every great Quintana's. man is an even greater woman. Yes, exactly. See? Yeah, but yeah, we gave away a lot of cool uh, like custom pieces and stuff like that. There was a we we it's funny we <laughs> called it Kin Disneyland. <laughs> we we come up with really funny weird names. Uh, at, at once upon a time, a good, <laughs> a good amount of us had uh, Disneyland annual passes, and we loved going there. And we're like, yeah, if you donate X amount, you can go hang out with us at Disneyland, but. I don't know if we've ever <laughs> we've never cashed in on that one. So for the Kin Disneyland winners, we're sorry. We'll figure out another way to make it up to you. Yeah, we're going to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there Kin we go. the Grove. Kin, Kin the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hang, Hang out, out the Grove. Grove. Yeah. yeah. Um, last but not least, um, as we wind down a little bit, um, this complex is going to be open. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, sounds like it's going to be a little bit different than here and the ones in, in China. Yeah. Um, what's the vision for, for that facility? Yeah. So the Kinja's complex, um, you know, so we're here at the dojo. This is our first studio and, uh, we outgrew this space pretty quick. I mean, we have like our storage that are behind these panels where we keep our costumes. We only have one studio that we can, you know, rehearse and teach classes out of. Um, we have our clothing line. So it's just we needed a space that um, one that could uh, really house just every aspect of the Kinja's business from our clothing to storage to classes to creating all of that. Um, complex we really wanted some sort of a place that we can call like our fantasy factory you know things that we can shoot content um, and and just really inspire people to be able to come to our space to feel like they can be creative and I think you know you're talking about the we work and all that like uh, I love the concept and we love the concept of community building um, to creating just creative industries and stuff like that. So the complex is really going to be that um, it's going to be a place where people can come to work out of, um, you know, create. We're going to still have our classes there. 
uh, hosting our podcast there, you know, and um, it's just going to be a big space. It's in the arts district. We have like a 13,000 square foot warehouse that we're trying to build out. We're literally in the phase of designing it right now. And I think that's like the the fun part of it. Um, as we're designing it, we're trying to think of like, what do we want to do here and what could we create here? And that goes 100% into the type of spaces that we want to, you know, build and stuff. So Complex is going to open up in January of next year. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. What date? My birthday's in January. Uh, what's your birthday? Maybe we'll do it on your birthday. January 6th. Let's do it. Let's do a party. January 6th, guys. You heard it here. We have ice cream. <laughs> we'll have ice cream yeah. Oh, we're going to have costumes. ice cream. We're going to have yeah, exactly. <laughs> afters is going to be there. All that. All that. Pizza. Yeah. Uh, so the show's called Innovation Crush. What have you seen out in the world? I mean, especially as you've traveled it literally um, that you kind of personally have a crush on. It could be a piece of technology. It could be a meal you had. It can be, a, I don't know, a book, a, hmm. um, another dance crew. <laughs> another dance crew. What I have a, a current crush on another dance crew. <laughs> All of you guys. <laughs> you know, I, I I honestly have, uh, and this is going to sound super geeky because we're on a podcast. I really am crushing on podcasts lately. And like I, I got turned on to it early this year. Um, and as geeky as that sounds, I think it's literally because I feel like information, um, it should be free. And I think podcast being this platform where, um, you could literally learn about anything that you want to learn about, whether it's business, whether it's dance, um, or if you just want to be entertained, you know, or current events. Uh, so I love the concept of, uh, being able to just hop on uh, and find information about anything. So, um, I think this is a great platform, man. Yeah. I'm crushing on podcasts. No, that, was good. <laughs> yeah. that was actually is oddly enough, that was my shower thought this morning. I was thinking about like like why did podcasting take off? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think I found like it was at least in my head, it was sort of like a lower barrier of entry. Like it's one thing to watch a YouTube video, but it requires you to be sitting and looking at whatever that screen is, as yeah. opposed to, and this is just like from yeah. a practical standpoint, as opposed to like taking it with you from your home, your living room while you're getting ready in the morning, you don't have to look at anything, then you get in the car, like, you know, mm-hmm. everywhere it goes, it's very portable. Yeah. And so, um, I, whereas like, oh, I'm gonna watch the YouTube video later after I get finished with all my meetings yeah. and get home. Like, it's like, oh, and then you forget. Um, or, you know, there's no must-see to it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, the, I like the honesty of it too, because, um, I mean, even like these long form sort of the conversations, being able to connect with people from different walks of life and then seeing their perspective on things. Um, it's I, I think it's really cool to be able to learn from a different perspective because then you can take whatever it is from there and apply it to whatever it is that you do, you know. Yeah. And so I like the relational aspect of it and how it connects people. It's pretty dope, man. Top that. Um, What's up, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> My innovation crush uh, would probably be... Uh, this dance ebook that Keone and Mari uh, recently hey, yep, created. Yep. Um, so it's it's basically like a book. You can read the read the chapter, and then at the end of the chapter, there's a video portraying just kind of like how that chapter is going through dance. And I think that's like the future of you know our our industry is is showing dance in more uh, creative, uh, innovative ways. And I and that is mine. There it is. Boom. Shout out Keone and Mari. Yeah, dude. I'm not scoring, Ruth. but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, last but not least, for real. Uh, who wants to take this one first? Sure. Let's go. Well, what is All it? All right. 
Well, you're supposed to have faith. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. The process. You're right. The process. <laughs> trust the process. I know I'm not in the brotherhood, but. Nah, you are, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Complete this phrase for me. Oh. Innovation to me is. Ooh. Innovation to me is creating something meaningful, useful, and inspiring. Love it. Beautiful. Oh. That Charlie. Yeah, you have you also <laughs> innovation oh, yeah. to me is innovation to me is fresh <laughs> out of this world. <laughs> the body language with that was uh, you convinced me exactly yes yeah. i am convinced yeah uh, i am convinced well yeah. thank you guys where can uh people how you yeah how can people go find more about the yeah, King jazz yeah. and bennett yeah king Charles jazz look up trap jazz Charles on Spotify. New, new <laughs> no no yeah king jazz we're on instagram on our social medias k-i-n-j-a-z instagram twitter we're on facebook all that yep uh my personal is uh b-tech b T-E-K underscore Ben Chung. Uh, mine is Charles V. Nguyen. Nguyen. Charles V. Nguyen. You see, I'm staring at Chris <laughs> exactly. every time I... Knew, okay, that's... There that's it mine. is. Oh, we got a podcast too. Kenja's podcast. K-I-N-J-A-Z podcast with a K. We spell hey. everything with a K. I don't know. I feel like we don't know how to spell anymore. It's contentional. It's... Oh, there it is. You know what I'm saying? The good contention. Uh, <laughs> Kenja's.com. Kenja's Dojo. Yeah, all that. Just follow us. Right. Follow us. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, man. Everyone, this has been another installment of Innovation Crush, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>